Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Orange House. My name is Anthony Cuzio, and uh, this is actually the first episode that I'm not joined with Dom. Um, right now, I'm actually uh, I'm completely solo, uh, which is kind of a it's an interesting change. I don't know. Like it's <laughs> it's gonna be weird not doing some podcast just by myself for sure. But at the same time, it gives me an opportunity to uh, really like, when I do have guests on. Uh, it gives me an opportunity to kind of just ask the questions I guess I really I just want to ask. So there's a lot going to be a lot of guests on here that, you, that are just my personal friends or I don't know just other connections I've had down here in San Diego or even we're going to be getting in touch with a a lot of people actually from all over California. Um, interestingly enough, and I don't know, it's I'm I'm really excited to kind of embark on this journey with you guys. So uh, hopefully we could check in on Dom sometime in the summer, but homie's got a job uh i mean don't we all in some way shape or form he's got an important job so best of luck to him but uh for today's episode it is episode 16 and uh, we're recording this on may 30th a sunday it was a nice sunday spent with uh well i just got back to san diego a couple days ago so i've been spending time with my family uh just got, got to see my grandparents or my grandma last night uh got some lunch with the uh, down in Del Mar I absolutely love being back here man it's it's every time I come back I I realize what why I miss it uh, more and more as I get older and I love Chico too but don't get me wrong um, I absolutely love it up there but damn when you come down here I'm like I miss the beach I miss a lot of my high school friends but that's what summer's all about my first summer coming back home in three years of college so it's uh it's a nice change definitely getting used to it but today's guest i would like to introduce is my well probably my longest standing friend ever Uh, i met this guy what i was probably five years old i think it was kindergarten um met this guy in kindergarten and ever since then he has been uh a brother to me pretty much i mean that's the best way i could describe it um so i have the privilege and the honor of introducing mr daniel Esguera. <laughs> so daniel Esguera, um how are you doing man good can't complain how are can't you doing complain. i am doing pretty good you just got back from a trip yesterday right that's right yeah i was in cancun with my family had a great time i enjoyed Damn. it a lot see i've uh let me think i've been to been down to mexico probably twice in my life only one time that i remember and i did not go to cancun but i went to the other the other side what was the other side called baja 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 california yeah that's right yeah but i, I think went to fuck i don't even remember but how was it down there it's beautiful i would imagine definitely no right? it was a lot of fun there's so much to do there's adventure parks that you can do a bunch of cool stuff i was swimming with dolphins which oh dude i remember the Me- the mexico adventure parks right? yeah i remember the mexico water park <laughs> i dude i almost got knocked the fuck out at mexico at mexico water park yeah. i remember uh <laughs> by the slide like it was, it was oh <laughs> no dude it was this it was a two okay so it was a like a tube you start at the top and you go through this tube mm-hmm. you know on your body and then right. you go into like this funnel 
that literally you just spin around the funnel and then you drop into like a pool yeah. know, like 20 feet lower. And I remember going through that funnel or going through the uh, the tube to the funnel and right when I crossed the plane of like tube to funnel, right. my head, the back of my head smacked the, <laughs> smacked the slide. And I just remember like, I, I mean, I was almost, I was concussed for sure, dude. I don't, right. I bit one of many concussions of my life. And, uh, but no, I, I, I lived to tell the tale. Right. I'm a good Mexico water park and always, always do you right. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there, there is also like those types of water parks there and stuff. And it was lots of fun. Also people love to snorkel. People love to like scuba, go on speed boats. People love jet skis. Um, so yeah, it's a good time. It was actually my first time in Mexico and I enjoyed it a lot. Really? Yeah. We live only like what, an hour away from the border. Oh yeah. And Yeah. But I mean, and you've 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 traveled quite a bit, right? I have, yeah. Like in my first eighteen years, I counted eighteen different countries I visited. Wow, yeah. That's that's. I mean, that's a good. That's a really good experience. Yeah. No, I mean, definitely. Um, I've gotten the chance to visit a lot of different countries. Um, and you know, my my dad travels for work, so he's been able to to help us out a lot. Um, like with the miles he gets, like you know those airline miles you can get. Yeah. Yeah. On American Airlines alone. He has only like, I'd say only. He has nine million miles Holy at this shit. point. So yeah, he's trying to get to ten million on that. But Damn. uh, but yeah, he travels a lot, and that's given us the opportunity to go on a lot of cool vacations. Yeah. Well, so what 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 are like the top two that stand out? Top two that stand out. I would say one that definitely comes to mind is Japan, because mm-hmm. I've been to Tokyo twice and Kyoto once, and my experience there has been really cool, just because. Uh, the food's really good. Believe it or imagine. not, they have a lot more than just sushi. Mm. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. I could just go and just just eat sushi, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, no, and some people do, and it's really good. But I think just like just seeing uh, their culture and everything is really mm. cool because, first of all, they have an incredible uh, history and everything that they're very proud of, uh-huh. and they have beautiful architecture, which everyone loves to see the pictures of. Also, places like Tokyo are just so. Um, they at least seem so technologically advanced and people in their society, they're so, they're so welcoming of tourists. They're very respectful Mm -hmm. and they're supposedly very respectful with each other. Um, and you know, uh, they're known to have like a great work ethic and all that stuff. But anyways, it's not like you can get a glimpse of all that on just a trip, but you can definitely Mm -hmm. see just a little bit. And, um, so yeah, I would say probably Japan has been one that's, st- uh, stood out. And then another one would probably be like either like Southern Europe, like Rome or Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, those are just cool just because of all the history there. Cause you got the, the ruins and stuff you have, um, you have those cool museums. Also, it's just really nice. The Mediterranean has nice beaches that you can, can just imagine. chill on. Oh. Yeah. So, um, Santorini is really nice in, uh, an island in Greece as well. Wow. So yeah. I mean, those are probably the two places that probably stand out the most. Yeah, see, I, I, I haven't gotten to, I haven't gotten to, to travel the world as so much as you know. I've traveled a lot throughout the United States, but the I've only been outside of the country. I've only been to Canada on a layover. Okay, <laughs> actually, it wasn't a layover, but we, it was on an amazing trip to Alaska. We we landed in Vancouver and just basically drove like across the city to like a small plane to take to, I think anchorage or some somewhere in alaska okay so wasn't that canada for that small stint of time right uh went to been to mexico like twice uh and then i went to germany last 
not last, 2009, October of 2019 oh. for Oktoberfest. Germany sounds amazing. dope. I've only crossed the very southern border while I was in Switzerland, but it's, I've never been to Germany. I mean, I've, I was only there for, I believe, four days, but it was probably some of the most memorable four days of my entire life. It was an experience I'm so thankful for. That's honestly. incredible. No, I would, that's yeah. Awesome. I Ever since then, all I've wanted to do is just go travel again, which is the most cliche thing that every person on their Instagram says is I just want to travel. Yeah. But I mean shit, dude. It's it's cool. It's cool. Um even dude, even going throughout California. Like we we went on so for those of you guys who haven't gotten it thus far, Daniel is a lifelong friend of mine since we were both five years old. We met in Miss Zitema's kindergarten class <laughs> in uh Escondido. And it's uh it's been a crazy I mean, what is that now? We're 20, or I'm just turned 21. You're almost 21. Yeah. So what's 21? 16. 16 (laughs) 16 years. Dude, that's insane. Yeah. No, definitely. There's no one, there's no one in the world that knows me. I mean, literally probably almost more than my family in some ways than this guy. And I mean, I probably know him on a, on just as personal level. I mean, we've been through a lot of stuff. No, definitely. I mean, <laughs> I mean, not even necessarily like crazy hard trials, but we've just been through life. Yeah, pr- essentially I mean, together. Everything. Yeah, everything. Basically, I can't honestly. I don't have that many memories before I was five years old. Mm-hmm. So in reality, there really isn't too much of my life I remember before I had met you. So that means that everything, all the the whole time I had been growing up, um, it was like basically together. I mean, because we would spend full-on summers together when we would be hanging out like uh, over summer break between school and then of course you see you know i'd see you and then all the other guys at school and um and since we all grew up together going through all the like all the grades and stuff um yeah so no there's definitely there's definitely a lot a lot of cool history with us yeah we we had a very unique experience with the school being like we we went to a pretty small school so there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that that you form that connection with of like a really you know you essentially grow up with them right and i don't know like you said like you mentioned earlier we we spent entire i mean pretty much like it was like we were siblings at Mm -hmm. some point yeah of course to where we would be at one of our houses every single day pretty much doing everything together and it's it's crazy because we uh literally going to school together and and you know hanging out together for almost 18 years straight or i mean probably like 13 14 years straight Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we go to college yeah you know completely different sides of the country too because where where do you go to college i go to yale so i'm all the way on the east coast right Mm -hmm. now in connconnecticut okay and i'm and i'm in chico or right now we're in san diego back home but Mm -hmm. i go to school in chico and the complete west coast yeah (laughs) and it's yeah it's crazy there's it's crazy how how uh I've talked about this on a lot of other podcasts that me and Dom have had in the past, but how much you change just in those, I mean, now it's been three years of college. Right. I, you, you saw me grow up from being a five-year-old kid till I was 18. Right. Until we we went to college and you saw that Anthony, you know, Mm -hmm. just like I saw that Daniel. But I mean, when you go off after those three or after, you know, just a couple months in college, you start discovering yourself in a totally different light. Definitely. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, sure, I'm sure you, you have the same experience. Yeah, no, I definitely did. And I think, um, a lot of, a lot of it was just like being in a new place, being in a new environment with a lot of new people. Well, all new people, there is no one from back home mm-hmm. on the East coast. Um, and there's also just, 
um, it was just like so different, just a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds. Um, most of the people actually at Yale are not from Connecticut. Um, they're from all over the place, like both in the U.S. and international. And obviously, like some really smart people there. Um, and, you know, you getting to talk to them and stuff, you get to like learn a lot more than from just the bubble we grew up in mm-hmm. um, at our very small school. And I appreciate that. It's mm-hmm. been it's it's been really cool because it's helped me learn a lot and grow a lot in those past three years. But like I said, with that, we have like uh, even now we we've we've had so much uh, so many experiences together. And um, and I think that's really cool because in a sense, it's kind of like shaped where we've ended up at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that I was thinking about um, when you were mentioning the fact of of like uh, the school that we went to and then like the summers and that stuff, because I know on the previous podcast, you talked about um, rock band playing rock band That's together literally in, the in my notes right <laughs> yeah yeah rock band uh i mean there is no doubt that playing that game together definitely at least from what i've heard from both you and from what i've seen from you has definitely affected the way that you have grown to love music so much dude and, yeah and i want to take people through that story a little bit like yeah of course i was i remember my fourth my fourth grade birthday so i was in i was nine years old i got rock band two for ps3 mm-hmm. and you know, I had played Guitar Hero before. And right. it was like, you know, that was cool and shit. But Rock Band had the drums. Remember? And it had the bass. Yeah. The guitar and the vocals. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, you know, I knew I liked music. And I knew you liked music because you were always... you. We, or, I remember the pretty much the first concert I've ever played mm-hmm. was with you in our third grade teacher's classroom who shall remain unnamed because she, that lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she... Uh, but that was our first concert was show and tell. That's right. And Third I actually, grade. I remember taking my Yamaha keyboard and yep. putting it in a trash bag because I thought that would hide the surprise. <laughs> and, and so I brought, put it in a massive trash bag, brought it with me. And the thing was massive for me to carry as a third, oh, as dude. a third grader. Yeah. But yeah. And then we brought that up to the front and that's when we played. It was actually, it was a very simple melody that we played. We had it was a distortion guitar effect that we had on the on the Yamaha. Like yeah, and stock. The, the the first preset mm-hmm. beat. Yes. On the entire thing. And <laughs> it, the the song itself was in C minor. I don't even know if I knew at the time that <coughs> that it was in C minor. To I be didn't honest. know at all. I still didn't. Yeah. Honestly, until this moment. The melody <laughs> consisted of three notes: C, D, and E flat. And but it was just so <coughs> much fun to play. Um. But yeah, I mean, I still, I still remember the song today. I can play it. Oh, me and, too. Yeah. Me too. But yeah, no, that was definitely, that was the first song. And, uh, and then, yeah, then after that, um, a lot of rock band. And I know you mentioned that with Dom. Oh um, yeah. Which well, is cool. Well, cause I remember I brought rock band to my house. Right. I played it a lot. And I remember calling you up cause I would, we'd pretty much hang out like every day. Like we said, before and now we'd be i was like dude you gotta check out this game rock band when you get to my house like this shit's dope right and uh, i remember you got to my house we played eye of the tiger yeah for probably seven days yeah (laughs) to the point where i was just like dude we gotta do something else (laughs) like this and 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 uh then you got it for we i did i remember you got it for we and that was uh 
that was game changing because then it was like we had almost a competition of like mm-hmm. who could get farther in this game. Right, because there was the tour aspect of it. Yeah. You could go from city to city. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and dude, that like that whole like okay, so Guitar Hero was first with like, you know, playing making playing the adding music to video games kind of. Of course, yeah. But Rock Band in in my sense or like for me kind of gave me an insight into like like an actual rock band, you know, like, Oh, you start small, you Mm -hmm. know, you play some songs, you get traction, you can like tour the world. That was so inspiring to me as a kid that it literally got me into first forming my first band with Daniel. Right. And, uh, like, I don't know. It's something as simple as a video game or I've mentioned before, uh, on a previous podcast, my friend, Jake Nolan's, uh, the Jake Nolan show, who, if you just definitely check that out, if you haven't, uh, already, but I mentioned on that podcast as well, my music teacher, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Wallen, right. a huge, I mean, the, probably the biggest effect of getting me into music. But it's just those little things that have such a huge effect on your life. Right. Isn't it crazy? You sometimes no. you just, I go through my life and I, or I'll, I'll, I'll like think back on things and I'll think like, man, that, that little thing yeah. caused me to pursue a whole aspect of my life that's changed everything. Yeah. Very formative. Definitely. It's um, crazy, but we still haven't done this endless set list the endless set list that's right 80 84 songs i believe yeah it's is, like the big it's like the boss of of rock band yeah. too you basically play 84 songs in a row and you have to play them on either a hard or expert difficulty and then not fuck not up fail. and yeah. fail yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn dude we have to do it by the time by the time we're like we have kids we have to do oh, it oh no definitely it's been it's been like I don't know, 10, 15 years almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost 15 years. That's crazy. It has. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, through the grade school years, you know, we, 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 you know, we, we went over all of that. It was yeah. very, very much. We were hanging out all the time. We got to middle school, mm-hmm. which middle school is an awkward time for everyone, right, especially, right. especially me. And I, at least, you know, everyone thinks that they themselves had the most awkward time, but right. the, did you okay was was middle school more awkward or enjoyable for you so i guess for me personally i i didn't have that much of a of a bad experience i think Mm -hmm. i had it a lot lighter than some kids because some kids went through some gnarly changes Mm -hmm. and i think some of those for me just kind of i don't know might have happened in high school as well Mm -hmm. so you know it got kind of stretched out a little bit more so it wasn't as rough for me to go through it um but yeah, no, I, I think for me, looking back on, on junior high, it was interesting because that was when um, people really started hanging out with with uh, more specific friends and mm-hmm. stuff. And like people started getting into like girls and then like people started like doing like relationship type stuff. Like it was interesting because for me back then, or at least for, for our friends and stuff, some of that stuff seemed really serious. Like who liked who and oh, all yeah. this nonsense, and then you like me that was serious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then just thinking the like, like we were we were so young, and I'm still so young. I feel so older, Dude, but like, oh my god, I know, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. So yeah, but to answer your question, I, I think it, it was definitely not as harsh as it might have been for you, because I mean, you were you grew really really quickly. Yeah. yeah, and I just had yeah, I was like I had just a whole basket of like 
just things to deal with a little earlier than right. everyone else. But yeah. like, you know, middle school was like that. As much as I like, I I will be I'll be straight up. Like, I fucking hated middle school. Right. Like the whole time I was in it, I hated it. Like the whole time I was out of it, or the whole time I've been out of it. Now I look back, I'm like, oh, I'm glad that's over. Right. But at the same time, uh, I don't know. It's like in a sense, I'm kind of grateful for that. Yeah. Very humbling experience. Of course. Yeah. Of you know being obese and like <laughs> just acne and just all that stuff but like you know it's it's no one yeah no one gets through the ages of 12 to 14 unscathed and i feel like it's right. it's i don't know it's a per it was a perfect like transition to high school yeah you know once we got to high school it's like the sports started mm -hmm. you know with football we were we, we played off well actually three out of four years of football together yeah because i was at a different school for a semester right but yeah, do you remember football? Of course, I remember with, football uh, with Coach Randy. Yeah, that was honestly those those were probably the best memories I have of high school, no doubt. Some of, if not the best. Oh, yes. definitely. Like I, it was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, the fact that we were playing with all the guys we grew up with, like that was mm -hmm. so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, our junior and senior year, our starting offense was basically just a group of guys that were all friends together. Oh yes. Or, or no, no, it was our offense and defense. Right. Yeah. Our, we, 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 we were a small enough school to where the senior class pretty much, well, our class, mm -hmm. our, like I'll brag a little bit here. Yeah. Our class was the backbone of the football Oh yeah. Team. That was the reason we went to the championship three years no, in a row. No, for real. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that, that was it's like, and that I loved it. That yeah, way. I'm pretty sure I still hold the rushing record for. I, I wouldn't uh, doubt it. I, yeah, I actually I, I ended up completing almost 2,000 rushing yards in the last two years, junior and senior year combined, and then I ended up kicking over 100 points and just just kicking. Mm -hmm. um, and who was that long snapper? And that long Hell snapper. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Long yeah. snappers deserve recognition. Yeah, actually, the first letter I ever got from Yale was from the football team. Really? Yeah and uh oh, wow. yeah but i mean college football is way too intense and, yeah yeah but i mean i still kept the letter i thought yeah. it was so cool to be recognized by them in the first place hey, for that's that. that's pretty sick yeah honestly. and then i ended I see up them on tv yeah and then i got nominated for for an award by the college hall of fame which is really cool as well for football damn yeah so that that was a lot of that was a lot of fun i remember all the great memories we had playing football that was oh, a good man. time yeah see i uh, i I got the chance to run the ball twice because <laughs> I, I was, I was a, a center mm -hmm. and, or I was a guard and when I wasn't playing center and when right. I was for the rest of the years, I was center. And then uh, on defense, I was a nose tackle and a middle linebacker. Middle linebacker. And yeah. I, dude, there was nothing better than just having your only job be to move forward and tackle who has right. the ball. I loved nose guard. Middle linebacker was fun just because they only had, they knew I couldn't really like, like, follow a running mm -hmm. back so i would just rush and yeah it was, and it was just so fun to be able to legally hit someone you know and if yeah. someone pissed you off you could legally hit them the next play you yeah know? definitely uh, and, um i mean for me i defense was was kind of was kind of scary for me because i i played as a defensive back as a cornerback that scares me yeah thinking and, about that and you know typically like people would run the ball and you'd be like okay not really much i have to do unless if someone gets out but um, as soon as I, if I'd ever see like the quarterback drop back and I'd see the ball in the air, oh, my heart would start racing so oh, bad. Dude, <laughs> see, yeah, like I, I had the most simple job of just move forward. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to, 
I mean, the most complex thing I had was like different snaps. You right. know, like I was actually just handing the ball to to our quarterback Matt, or I was, you know, from the shotgun or what. That was like my most my most uh, complicated shit. And right. like, I I couldn't imagine having like the actual fate of like. Oh, everyone's looking at this ball <laughs> hurling through the air coming at me like yeah. I better block it or I better, you know, catch it. Mm-hmm. Dude, like that's <laughs> I'm glad I'm just glad I would just tackle people. Yeah. No, uh, definitely. I I did not enjoy defense as much as offense because like first of all, unless if I was pressing a receiver, my first step was backwards. Like yeah. even just the fact that I would start off the play going backwards and depending on the route i could literally be running backwards the whole time and then it's just so awkward but um but offense was so much fun oh yeah because i mean i was carrying the ball every other play and you know you get rocked a few times there's no doubt i mean if i wasn't basically if i had the ball and if i wasn't in the end zone i was on the ground right yeah. you have to the, yeah. the play has to end and you have to be on the ground tackled yeah so um and of course uh, of course, Coach Randy wasn't going to let us go out of bounds, right? Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> we dude. would take the hit. You would rather take that concussing hit oh, yeah. than get, go out of bounds just to meet his, his tobacco <laughs> breath. Just, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> With his dip or oh, my Dude, I dropped my mouthpiece in his dip spit one time. <laughs> and he didn't even – dude, he gave, me like th- he gave me like 15 seconds to go to the bathroom to like wash it off. Uh, can we just talk about our, our hell week? Oh, of course. For yeah. this, how like first of all, first of all, I'm gonna talk shit about it, but I, I loved it. Like right. at the same time, it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Just it was so much fun enduring that much shit mm-hmm. with your friends. Yeah, of course. But like it was so against CIF. <laughs> yeah, <It> was no, <laughs> so against CIF regulations. If they heard about that shit, it would have been it would have been over. Game yeah. over for our season. And yeah, but, I guess most listeners know that CIF is is like the people in charge of like the high school sports. Yeah, and I think just California. that's just California. Yeah, 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 exactly. But so like our our hell week was like it was during the summer literally like the heat of the summer right like mid-july we would have to go stay at school for a like a week Mm -hmm. sleep in the gym uh sleep in the in the gym on the floor uh (laughs) and we would be woken up every morning at what like 4 30 uh 4 a.m because fourth we by four thirty we had to be um we had to be running yeah so we four a.m. our coach would wake us up with a bullhorn because mm-hmm. he was a an ex Navy SEAL I believe or I, that's what he claimed that's what yeah. he claimed <laughs> I, I, he's ex military in some regard yeah so he 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 tried to pull the whole the the full military stunt yeah. on us and wake us up at four in the morning with a with a bullhorn you know get up make your bed get outside. Mm-hmm. We get dressed and get outside, and it was like it was like in the middle of the parking lot, which is like we're surrounded by houses. Right. Uh, you'd be like, "All right, jumping jacks." <laughs> <We'd be> like, <laughs> yeah. Jumping jacks. All right, like these things called bodybuilders, which were like basically just like slow burpees. Mm-hmm. Or he would like have what? like he would be like like one, and you drop down like two. You'd like shoot your feet out. Three, you'd go down to push up position like that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, we'd be doing those and having to like yell in the middle of like four in the morning yeah. <laughs> with all these houses around. <laughs> and then he would be like, "All right, like he would he would get the other assistant coach to like ride his bike behind us or like mm-hmm. drive his car behind us as we yeah. ran the four a.m. tweaker streets yeah. around our school <laughs> and just like bothered the entire neighborhood and people were just like all pissed off and sad. Plus, I mean, but at the same time, I, like." It was enjoyable somehow. It was. In it some really regard. Because uh, you all just had that vendetta mm-hmm. against yeah. like, fuck Coach Randy, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. Why is this guy's making us do all this bullshit? And, like, that's what kind of brought everyone together. No, you know? definitely. 
I mean, who knows? Maybe this was part of maybe this was part of his tactic to get yeah. the team closer together. But it was, it was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, the 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 waking up at four a.m. was sucked, and the fact that we did not. I mean, besides the hour we would get for meals, um, we did not stop until after dinner. Those was, meals absolutely smacked though. Yeah, I have to. Here, I'm gonna grab another another drink. Yeah, go for it. No, I'm good. Thank you. But uh, but yeah, like I was saying, um, <laughs> the. The fact that we would practice all day, like, you know, after our run, go straight into the weight room, we'd have breakfast from six to seven. But then after that, we would straight, we would go straight into practice. It was defense, practice offense. It was, teams. yeah. Cause we well, so coming back to the breakfast and the meals as a right. whole, those things would, the, the team moms outdid themselves every single year. It was like the best breakfast I could, maybe I was just like starving, but it was mm-hmm. always the best breakfast, best lunch an amazing dinner. But then right after breakfast, you'd get like 30 minutes. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. We got like an hour, I remember. We got like an hour from 6 to 7 mm-hmm. of, okay, you guys can just relax. Right. People would always make this fatal mistake of falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd be woken up by the same shit. Just get outside. Get ready. We're, we're, I mean, there was always like a conditioning time, like right. an hour after breakfast. And so we'd go and have to go start conditioning, running on the field, and then Right after that, special teams. Throw on your helmets. Throw on your pads. Start doing special teams, and you're right. But right about then, that that cramps start, and yeah. you, know, you start you, you you start getting dehydrated, and the fucking coach didn't have water nearby unless you unless you uh, <laughs> unless you begged him and begged him. But eventually, the day would end, and you'd get to eat that great dinner. Oh yeah, and, and it then, smacked right because oh, it always smacked. Yeah, because there was like volunteer moms. That would like come and help with the with the preparation. Oh yeah, and they were just so so good. And then we totaled it up. It was about six seven hours of practice a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, after the, after the special teams, like it only just got worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but after eat after seven hours of practice and then eating that last uh, that last meal, and you just know like I'm done for the day. Like mm-hmm. I'm finally done. And we would always, like, you'd just be hanging out for the rest of the night, and you, you wouldn't really even want to do anything because you were so tired. Right. But then it was always, like, one or two nights of, of every every year that uh, people would stay up, and, like, we'd all, like, sneak out and go to 7-Eleven yeah. or something, and then hate ourselves the next morning we had to wake up. Oh, no, definitely. Oh, that's, a, that's the thing, like... Uh, we would we would be done with practicing that. I mean, we would have we would have um, what was it fi- um, film or, or it wasn't film because we didn't have film, but it was like that classroom time where we would talk about like offense and defense and stuff yeah. after dinner. But that was pretty chill because after that we would just get to like just hang out. But you know, I mean, you'd have to go to bed at some point because you'd be up in just a few hours again to start practice again. So, but yeah, no, and that I, would stress me out so bad because yeah. I would be like. I got to get to sleep because I'm going to hate myself if I don't sleep. And then because I was trying to get myself to sleep, I wouldn't sleep. Yeah. No. And I think the funniest thing, uh, thinking back to our first year was the fact that, uh, because we, just to give some context, like we live in, um, in North County, San Diego. So we're not too far. We're definitely close to places like Camp Pendleton, Mm -hmm. um, Miramar Air Base, Coronado and all that stuff. So there's a lot of military influence. And (laughs) so our coach set up, set it up for the marine di's to come and basically drill us and that sucked i remember all of us lined up with uh with the drill instructors just screaming their faces at us that was just thinking back to the fact that we were practicing for a whole week straight we were dude i was so sunburnt 
Like oh, yeah. I was so sunburned, and like we were, and that was also the week where everyone everyone got their helmets and their heads. Oh my terribly. gosh, dude! The, your the, head conforms to your helmet. It, it if was no one, awful. if someone who like is listening that hasn't put a football helmet on, your head has to, your skull has to conform to that helmet. Yeah, I mean, especially if they're not, if if it's not one of those like fancy Zenith whatever mm-hmm. helmets that yeah that people get custom made whatever. No, like these helmets sucked, and uh, and so we would have to wear the helmets all the time. And so the headache was awful, the sunburns were awful, getting screamed in the face was awful, being just completely physically and mentally tired from having to learn all the plays and practice every single day. But yeah, like you said, it was definitely memorable. And I definitely look back on it as like, honestly, I would do it again. Dude, it got us to three championships. Yeah. Like, that, there was something to it. Yeah. There was something to all the bullshit. I'll give, <clears throat> I'll give Coach Randy that. Right. Like, <laughs> there was something to the bullshit, man. <clears throat> I don't think, uh, I remember my, my last game of my high school career, I broke my fingers. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like, the because fe- we lost that game. That was our la- our championship that we lost. Right. And it was just like, <clears throat> A, oh, excuse me, I have a bubble in my throat. Go for it. That sounded weird. No worries. A, <laughs> I had, you know, A, it was the last football game of my life. Mm-hmm. So I was emotional about that. B, like, like, we lost a championship game. Right. Which, I mean, that really sucks. Right. And C, I broke my fingers. Mm-hmm. So, dude, I remember just during like, the game. During the game. So you were cl- playing with dude, a broken finger. I remember I was snapping the ball with my broken fingers and blocking and blocking. And with I remember. Broken finger. I remember. Oh man, I I'll never forget like making a block. Mm-hmm. So I, I snapped the ball. Make a block, pancake block the guy. Yeah, my hand goes falls on the ground. My hand, fingers are already fucked up at this point. My right. fi- my hand braces myself on the ground so mm-hmm. I can get up to make another block, and someone falls and their knee hits my fingers going to the left. Okay, and, and I look back, my fingers are ninety degrees. To the oh, left. and I'm like, whoo! <laughs> <laughs> Wrap them up and yeah. <laughs> go to the sideline, coach. I don't think I could play it. Like, oh, bro, we, Kazi, we need you. We yeah. need you. You gotta get. Oh, just, just tape some. Tape together. my fingers. Oh. And I'm. I don't know. I. I still. I could still play guitar. No. Yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> but, man, it's like, in, literally, like in no other circumstance would I do that now. Right. Now yeah. looking back, I'm just like, fuck that. No, no, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna expense my or like I give the expense of my fingers for something like that. But in the moment, dude, that was like. That was like war, dude. That yeah, was all no, I wanted was to win that championship. Right. No, it was a lot of fun. No, that um, whole that whole just sport, and we we only talked about uh, football there, but just sports as a whole in high school. Yeah, it's like an identity. Yeah, it is an identity. No, definitely. Like I, I definitely found a lot. You know, and you you spend your whole, you spend a lot of your childhood and your adolescence searching for your identity, mm-hmm. and what better way to find it in like, hey, you know, I'm a pretty good x player you know i'm a pretty yeah. good baseball player football player and that's totally uh that's totally something you know you you definitely i definitely found myself falling into no definitely yeah i, I love the sports and that's why that's why i'm still playing sports right now in college mm-hmm. and um i've had a lot of fun with it i'm playing i'm on the rugby team at school Damn. and um and rugby just like football is so much fun um and some of the elements of the game are very easily like they translate very easily i was gonna say how because rugby's always been so interesting to me i've never mm-hmm. really seen 
No, I've never I've never really played it myself. Right. I don't really understand it. But I see it on foot on TV every once in a while, you know, through flipping through ESPN. Yeah. And you see rugby and it's like how how after four years of playing football and then going to start playing rugby, how how big of a shift was that? So I mean the biggest shift is just like you just need to learn the the new tactics of the game. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's all that stuff. I mean, you know, the rules and stuff are somewhat simple but of course you want to learn like how does how do good teams play and all that mm-hmm. stuff and you just got to be able to translate to that i think some of the stuff that is easy is like defense mm-hmm. because if you know how to hit someone you know how to hit someone right? yeah the only thing is with rugby as soon as you hit them you got to get back up uh-huh. because <laughs> because the if you don't it, the play keeps going i mean i'm i'm not even joking i've been tackled and the guy if he has if he's not quick enough to get up and we're far from the line like if there was a like basically what i mean by that is that no other players are nearby at the time you can literally get back up and run yeah like um or like there i remember there was one game against princeton where this guy basically was so in football, if you get past like basically what like the box, right? Like you're yeah. you're running for the touchdown, like everyone's just booking it uh, to the other side. Um, I was able to catch up to this one dude, tackled him. Went he went to the ground, and I basically just grabbed the ball from his hands and ran in the other direction. Mm-hmm. And um, and a few passes later, actually made it to the other side. So. Wow. <laughs> But by the time I made it to their side, I was practically jogging because I was so exhausted. How big's the field? Uh, just as big. It's a. It's like a hundred meters instead oh, okay. of a hundred yards. I see. But um, yeah, it's it's big. It's Dude, that's big. Uh, see, it seems like such an it seems like such an interesting uh, sport that's gaining a lot of popularity. It in is the, in the United States, right. From what I've seen in mm-hmm. the past like ten years. Yeah, our our head coach is actually uh, he was he was also uh, went on to coach the U.S. national team. Holy shit, that's yeah. sick. Yeah. So um, so he's experienced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would so say he, he, knows ha- he has. Too. Yeah, he has yeah. some experience. That yeah. it seems. Dude, that's that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it's I a mean, lot of fun. And so you've been going to Yale for three years now, right? right. And uh, what what do you go to? What do you what is your major? I'm doing electrical engineering and computer science. Com- so computer science or electrical engineering and computer science at Yale University. That's right. Sounds more complicated than anything I'll ever accomplish, <laughs> honestly. And I'm fine with that. But no, that's uh. So you you have always been ever since I've known you a very very driven person. I, I wouldn't you know it, yeah. And, and yeah I, I I know people are always like oh Daniel's smart well, mm-hmm. dude you're a very driven guy okay which yeah. I mean yes you're the smartest person I probably know too <laughs> but you know like more importantly you're dedicated and that's shown because dude since the since like the earliest memories I know of you you've been you've had the idea that like I'm gonna set my mind to something and I'm gonna accomplish it with whether that be you know getting a degree and uh, just well, how long ago was it that you that you decided in computer science? So, I mean, let's see. Well, you, I remember. We remember we used to play video games together, right? And yes. we put together our computers, and I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so that was a great way to get to learn. That was more in like about... seventh grade, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, seventh grade. And then you know, um, then when we we went on into into high school, um, <laughs> there was uh they actually offered like an AP computer science course. Uh-huh. So you could basically like learn how to do just basic code stuff. And, uh, I, I wasn't, cause we had, a, we had a, a lot of other 
mandatory classes we had to take. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, like, because of the mandatory classes in our first two years of high school, people would just follow each other from one class to another. Yeah, no, definitely. And <laughs> so I couldn't really afford to be taking some weird AP class as a 10th grader. Yeah. So, so then uh, what they actually did is they let me um, take a study hall or supposedly a study hall in, in the room of one of the teacher who was supposedly teaching in the class. And I would work on the, on the coursework in his class during the study hall. You know, I was in that study hall. I think I remember that. Oh, okay. I was yeah. in that study hall. Yeah. I totally so I had, that. so they actually set me up with like a desk on the side yeah. so that I could ask the, the, the teacher questions <laughs> during the class. But basically I had to, I mean, Besides asking a few questions here and there, I had to finish the course on yeah. my own, and uh, which was cool. But it, yeah, and I learned a lot. Learned how to start off coding and stuff, and then I ended up taking another AP Computer Science class my, the next year, and then um, and then by then I had a pretty good idea that I wanted to do computer science. Yeah. And then of course I thought it'd be cool to learn more about the actual hardware, so I did electrical engineering as well, and uh, that's what I'm studying now. Isn't that crazy that? The whole like is that I, I it just clicked to me that you, that was the same study hall that you were talking about that I was in mm-hmm. the whole year or the mm-hmm. whole year that I was in that study hall with you I remember you were doing all that work and I was literally just just messing around the whole time <laughs> listening to music with my friend Dylan that's oh I mean it worked out because I got a lot of good music from that study hall right. and we all we would do is just be like yo bro check out this song okay cue it up on Spotify mm-hmm. listen to it bro that was sick meanwhile you're being all freaking studious and shit <laughs> it's crazy man but the, you know like that that takes me exactly back to what i was saying man you're very you're very dedicated and it's something that as <laughs> as like we we kind of complement each other in ways that the other person kind of for lack of a better term lacks mm-hmm. like i you have the structure and the like you have the structure and the like methodical organization that i completely lack and it's like it kind of rubs off on me when i see it i'm like shit i gotta kind of i kind of gotta get my act together a little bit. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like i could see over the years that like i mean i kind of got you out of your comfort zone a right little bit with like you know just like for like getting in the band i feel like that Definitely. was so we, we started our first band when we were what 16 Mm-hmm. I think 16 with our buddy Jake Lepton. Yes. So, yeah, 15 actually, 10th grade. 15. Damn, really? Yeah. I, oh, yeah, my parents drove me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we uh, we started when we were 15 mm-hmm. and uh, started making music like, like kind of, I don't know, it was like our own music, yeah. which was kind of big for 15-year-olds at no, that point. No, definitely. I mean, we, we were starting off with literally nothing yeah. you know um and it was all based on just like fun ideas we had maybe go off a baseline maybe go off like something that you a lick that you had on the guitar maybe some cool drum groove that we that uh jake had going mm-hmm. so yeah and th- that was also definitely one of the um it, it 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 compares to football on the level of 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 type of memory from oh, high school because dude. Like that's where I mean that's for, for sure for you and and the music that you're doing, I feel like that's a, a that was a big like launch point for you because now you actually started doing music with other people and all that yeah. stuff and um, making albums, recording. I was gonna say we so we me you and Jake recorded our first EP mm-hmm. or and our second album or yes. our first album mm-hmm. with uh, Scott Exum at Correct. Exum Recording here in Escondido. Right. 
that process of of just going into like I dude I remember when we first got in there we were 16 mm-hmm. talking to this dude who at some point recorded some insanely high notoriety bands right and I come in we come in with with the amount of money that we need mm-hmm. somehow I don't even know how the fuck I got that much money right from all of us but it was like we got in there and I didn't know a thing about recording mm-hmm. what I was supposed to do so he's like these kids have the money like he's like all right like sure like what do you want and i was like i just want to record these songs yeah like (laughs) i didn't know anything i didn't know any you know doubling i didn't know what the hell that was yeah yeah i didn't know that it was like you'd record multiple takes of anything Mm -hmm. i was a dumbass right and it just that seeing seeing that process i remember and just seeing like just having the process of like seeing you in the booth Mm -hmm. like playing playing the bass or you know me singing and then all of a sudden having like a physical disc that i could listen to right excuse me it made me look at it made me look at music completely different. Mm-hmm. When I was listening to music, my favorite one of my favorite bands ever, Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'd be listening to them in my car, I could visualize them in the studio making that song mm-hmm. right after that. I could visualize Eddie Vedder singing in the booth just like because it's like fuck, I did it now. Right. You know, I, me and my friends just made this album. Like this is it makes you look at everything differently almost. Oh, it's, definitely. It's crazy. I yeah. I think one of the coolest things about that experience was the fact that <laughs> we got both the experience of recording, which is what you were just talking about, and also just a little bit with live because like I think one of the most I, yeah. coolest the coolest things was when we played for our our own prom with all with all of our friends. Oh, I for, I wasn't even gonna mention that, but I forgot about that, dude. Yeah. Oh, how did I forget <laughs> about that? Oh my gosh, yeah, dude. That was that was awesome. Prom 2017. Mm-hmm. We, uh, yeah, Lepton had their, f- was that our first show or was Queen Bees our first show? You remember Queen Bees? That's yeah, what Queen I was going to bring no, up when like, six, when like six people showed up yeah, and like yeah. four of them were my family. Yeah, yeah. No, that was, that was our first show. But, uh. <laughs> but was, was that before prom? Yeah, that was before prom. Damn. Okay. Well, yeah. So, okay. So we, but 2000, prom 2017, mm-hmm. we played, uh, Lepton made our f- second i guess appearance mm-hmm. or live appearance and that was fucking awesome dude it was it was played so much some, fun played our originals mm-hmm. uh we played some oasis or i played oasis no we played wonderwall right no that was that oh was, that was that different was, oh <laughs> no dude we have even more yeah. except that wasn't left in that, that was, was in that was in our jazz band oh dude school. i forgot about we that played ja- we played oh, in the jazz God. band together dude there's so many memories with yeah. that shit dude that's crazy so yeah we we are I want to talk about that. Yeah, our uh, our band teacher, mm-hmm. the same lady we've had as a band teacher since fifth grade. Correct. She, uh, you know, over the years, we formed. We, we, me and Danny were both very involved in band. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're band straight up band nerds. I yeah. guess you could say, but the we could say we were probably the coolest band nerds. Oh no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, we knew this lady probably. Since, I mean, since we were ten years old, right? And over all those years, you know, we formed a really good relationship with her too what was it our that was our sophomore year that we that we did the band concert without with the whole uh yeah arrangement or, yes it was with, with cam and all yeah, those yeah. guys so it was our sophomore year we we were able every year they have a, a end of the year outdoor concert where you know the songs get a little more like you know upbeat and you know a lot more like popular songs that you'll right. hear and we uh convinced our teacher like hey let's like would you let us make a couple arrangements mm-hmm. and uh play them one of them was wonderwall one Wonder of them Wall. was a 
one of Wild by Oasis. One mm-hmm. of them was an original song that I wrote. Mm-hmm. And then one of them was Nutshell by Alice in Chains. Because <laughs> <laughs> all of our, all of like my, my group of friends and like some of the people that were playing the song were mm-hmm. like hella into Alice in Chains. We're right. like, bro, what, how cool would it be to do Nutshell? And so we did. And we got in hella trouble for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was. It was an experience, man. It's an experience that I remember so many people after after that concert coming up and being like, that was really good. Like, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I understand some people didn't enjoy it as much, but it's it's what happens. It was a great, great experience. It was, yeah. And there was definitely, there was definitely, our friends definitely enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. That, that, that was another thing. Like, I pretty much did. Everyone, everyone who I cared about liking mm-hmm. it, liked it. Right. You know, yeah. and I had people that I'd never met before being like, dude. I don't know how you got them to approve you playing Alice in Chains, but I fucking dig that, dude. It was right. really cool. And, you know, it's it's something that uh, I'm really – I can't believe I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, um, we never got it approved, but we did play it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's what I didn't tell them was we didn't get it approved. But, but we still played it, and it was oh, a lot dude. of fun. And then our senior year, mm-hmm. uh, our – band teacher approved us for writing a full arrangement for the entire school. So that the, the first time that we played at the concert, it was just a, you know, it was just a drums guitar. We had like a violin and like two other instruments, I believe. Right. Bass, bass and keys. And keys. Oh yeah. Cause I was playing piano on that one. Yeah. And then, uh, so our senior year, she, she actually worked, our band teacher worked with us for, I don't know, like a month and a half or two months. Oh, or definitely. Like I, I think it, it took, took basically our our senior our last senior semester yeah was um was arranging an original piece from from Lepton's first ep first ep the song delusional it's probably like to this day my favorite song that we have Mm -hmm. and it's so she uh she worked with us to write every single instrumental part Mm -hmm. for every instrument in our school band um and we were able to come up with a pretty cool arrangement that i still can't find because i don't think anyone yeah. took a video of it i know isn't that terrible <laughs> I, and dude, we don't even have the sheet i don't music have the sheet music and the teacher moved to like wisconsin i yeah. think or iowa i don't know somewhere in the midwest and dude we don't have any I, record of it and we spent <laughs> a whole semester a whole dude, semester working on this i cannot project. believe that we lost that Right? Like someone out there has it. I know right. someone out there has it. And I hope that this podcast maybe brings a reach that it's needed, mm-hmm. but Oh man. Because, it's yeah. When we were doing this, I mean, we weren't using like any type of like analysis tools or anything. We we're literally going like playing it on our instrument and then transposing it to whatever key in the, the, the instrument we were targeting for. Yeah. Um, had to do it and, yeah, that was, it was a it was an intense process just doing I, the whole thing, arranging it. But looking back at all those things, man, like sometimes I and this is just like like sometimes I'll just think to myself like, man, well, like what have I really done? Like you know, you think mm-hmm. back on your accomplishments, like have I really like do I really measure up to like some of these people that are accomplishing all this shit? And then right. I look back and there's so many things that are like like that where we really we put our minds to that for a while. We did. We, we wrote essentially a full i don't know if that would be orchestral or like it would like a like a jazz band like a jazz a big band jazz version of a rock song essentially that we wrote correct and you know we directed an entire band of people Mm -hmm. you know what was that like a 35 person band 
Yeah. Like some, I mean, all all individual parts of it, we were able to, you know, bring everyone together and mm-hmm. get them to all play this one song pretty damn well, from yeah. what I remember. I think we we've done a lot, and yeah. just you know how many years, like how many years of when we actually probably in the span of seven years, mm-hmm. we we formed a band. Yeah. That we've made two albums or an EP and an album, played some live shows. Yeah, we've, I mean, just the academic accomplishments we've made. We're getting a degree, right? You know, yeah, of course. You in in probably one of the most insane fields I know. <laughs> me in a business, <laughs> but it's it's crazy how how far everything really comes without you really noticing yeah no definitely it's crazy and like it all just all of a sudden we're here it, i know and it's crazy to think that i start working or at least uh uh let's see yeah i start in two days i start working and where where is that if if you want to disclose that? oh yeah yeah i'm gonna be working at nasa this summer. wow so that's just a subtle drop damn yeah <laughs> that's crazy yeah. what are you going to be doing within nasa so i'm going to be working at jpl so the jet propulsion laboratory in pasadena and we're basically going to be working on the essentially the chips that they use to accelerate their processing. So let's see. So a, a, a better example of this. So very like people have probably heard of like the Mars rover this past year. They just got a new one um, on on Mars, which is really cool because it's taking samples of all the stuff they've got going there, um, searching for um, for signs of water, signs of life. Uh, and then the coolest thing to me is probably the fact that they actually have a small helicopter inside the drone that, I mean, inside the, inside the rover that's actually been deployed and it's actually flying in the Martian atmosphere. Huh. Yeah. So we, and that, that's happening right now. That's yes, already been, that is correct. That has already happened. Yes. Wow. You, yeah. See, I had no idea. Yeah. It's crazy. Like we that's have the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah. We have, we have equipment on the ground we have equipment in the air and um and yeah and it's it's really cool um to be a part of that so that's basically so uh the reason i bring those up is because like for example when the mars is so far away Mm -hmm. that it actually takes quite a few minutes for for uh light like signal or any any signal right like signals go at the speed of light so um so like radio and stuff and because it takes so long um to to receive a signal and then send one back everything of every, everything has to be pre essentially pre-programmed it has to be automated essentially like um intelligence that is able to adjust to any problems on its own especially uh, specifically when it's descending mm-hmm. into the atmosphere because it first starts off and it's in orbit just like any other satellite around mars and then um and then when it's time to land, it will actually enter the enter the atmosphere, start falling, at yeah, at incredible incredible speeds. Like I mean, like a bullet doesn't even compare to how really? fast this thing. Oh yeah. Is it because of like a gravitational difference? Yeah. Oh, it's all gravity. Yeah. Is, is Mars bigger? Mars is not bigger, but um, but like or at least I should say it's not as massive. So the okay. gravity is not as strong as it is here on earth mm-hmm. but it's still a massive object and you're oh, going to be accelerating at it i mean it accelerates towards you as well but it's very very negligible like <laughs> you're yeah. not going to make a big influence on mars <laughs> i see but 
Yeah, but that's the thing. As soon as you, you're falling into the atmosphere, you start accelerating and accelerating and accelerating super fast. Also, keep in mind, the Martian atmosphere isn't necessarily as dense as ours. Mm-hmm. So, there's, you know, you're going you're gonna to be falling, you're going to be falling hard. And the idea is you got to be able to go from, you know, thousands of miles per hour and slow down to two miles an hour for a safe landing. But all of that has to be predetermined. You cannot control any of that because, like I said, that signal's not going to get there in time. Yeah. It only takes... It only takes a few minutes to actually get all the way, uh, all the way down there. Once you're at those blazing speeds, you know it's just not practical. There's, mm-hmm. by the time it gets there, you know whatever could have happened would have already wrecked the whole mission. <laughs> so my point being is that what we're going to be working on is basically these chips that help to accelerate the processing, so the, for so that the the lander itself knows what to do, um, under any circumstances, or at least the ones you can try to predict. Interesting. Yeah. So. So when you're when you're taken on to a project like this, mm-hmm. are you expected to are, are are you being briefed into it? Are you expected to kind of know what's going on already? Honestly, I I mean because I have I mean I I'm I'm so young and I have so little professional experience at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, yeah, I I had the previous 2 years I did work on on UAVs, but that was all stuff here on Earth, you mm-hmm. know. That's not necessarily space. Well, it's still pretty complicated yeah no definitely. i mean that's not just uavs yeah okay. that is you're working on UAVs. uavs yeah <laughs> we were working on um we were working on the i specifically was working on the heads-up display for the ground control station okay so that's basically like people who play video games know that the the hud is basically the overlay that allows you to see a bunch of information on top of for example the cameras looking outside the uav that give the pilot perspective mm-hmm. right because a uav is um doesn't have any people on it right <laughs> so yeah. everything's on the ground so um that's what i did the first um my first year doing uh um uh, military work for us socon uh, special operations command and then the next year i was working on stuff to monitor payloads um and what so is what is a payload a payload is just something that it's the um uh, the cargo <laughs> But what's being delivered or what's being carried and which is actually kind of funny because you you could like even if you ask me oh well what payload i'm not allowed to know i see See, like i i just have to measure the fact like am i supplying enough voltage to Mm. it am i like it's just monitoring it but i don't know what's being monitored i'm not allowed to know what's being monitored yeah um i've heard i've heard that they keep i mean and this is just what i've heard of podcasts or whatever is they keep information very separate from each individual like so you, you might be working on something that you don't necessarily know what the next guy mm-hmm. has their hand in is that kind of true yeah i, I mean it, it definitely seems like it yeah because even just being at work you would see people with different tags and you knew that the different colors meant different levels of of classification Interesting. and they they would have access to certain different things yeah. in different missions and <laughs> and yeah like it, it's all um anything with not just special operations command or, or Marines or anything mm. like that, but just military in general, um, things can get really secretive and information itself is, is very, very valuable. Dude, to them. I, I can only imagine like one day you're walking. Oh my gosh, that's Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's walking with the gold clearance next yeah. to me. Like, damn dude. Like I can only imagine the kind of like high the, I mean, I don't know, high clearance people that go through there. The, mm-hmm. I, I mean, who knows what who knows what they know <laughs> right exactly and that's I, the thing like 
like who knows what they know i mean not that many people do you know yeah. <laughs> that's the thing like that's the point yeah that's, <laughs> you know, the, that's point. the point the whole, they know yeah that that is a crazy thing man i uh so you you you, you said it's out in pasadena correct yeah the, the, um, NAS- JTL, the nasa NASA's. yes yeah. yes i mean nasa has very many different stations you know mm. there's um there's kennedy which is uh all the way in florida, florida. which is where all the rockets get launched and then you also have one in um in texas as well um is it just houston johnston space center uh yeah okay there's yeah the, the johnston okay. space center is where is is where um the astronauts in houston train and stuff and i see um and yeah like that they have uh, a mission control there and then like for mars mission control in pasadena for all the rovers and stuff jpl specifically does all the robotics and basically <laughs> to me all the cool stuff you yeah know? is is there a specific reason why uh the mars project is is based in pasadena is it like a terrain thing or something oh or? yeah well the history the history of it, it was like some some people at caltech um they, they were basically uh they were basically trying to work on some stuff out there and you know there if you actually go out pat east um in anywhere in southern california you get to like the desert and stuff so there's definitely places to be able to test certain stuff and and um i I wish i knew more about how it grew to to become the the massive nasa station that it is today but um but yeah it that's kind of i don't know if it's necessarily has to do so much with the geography the one in florida is huge on geography though Mm -hmm. because uh because of the earth's rotation rocket goes up but it's flying east you know Oh. Yeah. So it's flying know. over water. I did not think about that. Yeah. So <laughs> that that's a huge thing. It's also near the uh it's also near the equator. So that's okay. the fa- that's the that's the fastest part of of Earth's rotation, right? Like the top's not really spinning that fast, but near the middle you're spinning very fast. I mean, it's not that much of So a Canada's thing. like not ideal at all. No, <laughs> no, because like the reason you want it spinning <laughs> yeah. fast is because you get a you get a little boost off of that, right? I see. I see. You want you want to account for like every possible little like boost you can get. Oh probably. yeah, because you have to take into account the fact that you have to be going. Uh, let's see. You have, um, at least like eight point four kilometers per second. If not, I think the ideal amount is eleven point two kilometers per second to leave, uh, the Earth earth's atmosphere or the 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 influence of earth's gravity I so i mean kilometers no one knows about kilometers here, I, really. I i couldn't tell you yeah it's like i just know there's like there are way more kilometers on my dashboard in my car than miles per hour that's yeah that's about it <laughs> well uh let's see i mean i can just look it up um yeah go for it yeah uh, if the wi-fi down here i'll work so yeah 11 <laughs> 11. 2, um 11.2 kilometers per second um but yeah, in miles per hour, that's uh, twenty five thousand miles per hour. Wow! So if you're going twenty five thousand miles per hour, I feel like you just like get like vaporized. Yeah, wouldn't you? I mean, I mean, yeah, if yeah, yeah. If you're not, if you're not wearing the correct, it's like that that gif of like the skeleton, you know, from like the nuclear explosion. Oh. I don't know. I always just see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, like it, it's very very fast. I I don't think people realize that a rocket. Like for example, like I I, I mentioned the like a bullet earlier because I think bullets are obviously very very fast, but they just don't compare. No, they really don't um, compare to these types of speeds. And oh, you can still yeah yeah you can like 
you could see a tracer. You know, yeah, I'm sure if there was a some object as small as a bullet moving mm-hmm. twenty five thousand miles per hour, you would not see it. Yeah. So the acceleration is gnarly, which is why these. Or well, you could to... always see a tracer. That was a stupid example. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I see, know what you mean. I yeah, know what you mean. those uh, are just all the gun nerds listening to this. Being like, bro, you fucking stupid. Bro. Of course you could see a tracer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. I mean, <laughs> the, but yeah, rockets are just gnarly. They start. They start at zero, and they go up to yeah, yeah thousands of miles per hour and, and they're these massive some, objects too. yeah oh yeah oh yeah very massive i mean do you have an idea of like how much like a how much weight they're lifting off um i can look it well up. the power of the internet will tell us <laughs> i'll tell you that much uh well let's see i think i'll just look up the weight of the saturn 5 just because that's one of the most popular rockets that's actually i believe if i'm not mistaken it might have been the rocket that actually sent apollo 11 to the moon for the first time um but it is 2.8 million oh that's in that's in uh kilograms that's uh let's do pounds 6.2 million pounds damn fully fueled fully fueled. now you have to realize most of most of the rockets i mean the rocket loses a ton and a ton of weight i mean when i mean that most of it is in is in fuel and and boosters it's literally all of it like we're talking over 95 percent for for really yes fuel fuel and boosters so is is i mean do you know if rocket fuel is like way more dense than water i would assume in water i actually don't know what the <laughs> density is but uh isn't rocket fuel like not actually like fuel it's more just like a i i could be completely bullshitting mm-hmm. here but i feel like it's like a sludge so it depends on on what the on what they're using as propellant um but basically most of them are basically they take two uh two compounds and this uh they basically take these two compounds and then use the the mixture of the two to make a ton of combustion basically just a massive controlled explosion that goes in the other direction and uh what that is can actually differ i know like nasa they have some of their their favorite stuff um that they use that they've been using for the past few few decades but spacex is also trying to um experiment with some with some new materials for rocket fuel um so it might change i uh it might change what people actually end up using but what what is like i mean is there a standard ingredients oh (laughs) man i wish i i i did i did know this because i i did take a class in um, In rockets i didn't not not specifically in rockets but it was uh it was an astrophysics class that covered a lot of of rocket science and um see i took accounting last year or two years ago <laughs> that was pretty hard i got a b <laughs> <laughs> i took an astronomy class um, dude that's that that is wild man that you actually took you take these kind of like you learn about this stuff in school yeah it's just completely different world than me. What, i mean what, you have did you look it up uh yeah i was trying to find it right now there's a uh... man um you know when when I just when I just look it up on on Google first some of the first compounds that are coming up is like is liquid hydrogen oh, no, and liquid, gonna be rocket fuel cocktails uh, which I, I I definitely have heard of hydrogen being used um and uh liquid oxygen so interesting yeah. where can I get my hands on some liquid oxygen I have no idea <laughs> but I, I we do at the lab because I'm working on some research um 
at Yale right now, and uh, I thought it was kind of cool. We were using uh, liquid nitrogen. Really? Yeah, to cool some capacitors, which are basically just uh, little electrical components. Um, it's like Back to the Future. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah. So you. So we use. Uh, <laughs> uh, my buddy was like trying to cool these capacitors to do some tests, and yeah, we got to pour out this liquid nitrogen, which is very very cold. Oh yeah. And. Uh, like and, a bit too cold. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that the same? Isn't liquid nitrogen the same stuff? That have you ever heard of that cryotherapy? Uh, like rehabilitation? No, actually, I haven't. Uh, well, maybe I. It's like uh, I. I don't know. I see clinics popping up kind of around San Diego more than I see it in Chico. Okay. Because it's kind of an expensive practice from what I hear. Mm-hmm. But it's like I hear it in like some. I hear about athletes doing it and stuff where it's like you sit in like a chamber, with. Uh, let me look it up. Let me look it up just to make sure I'm not bullshitting here. Sure. I mean, I know you can use liquid nitrogen to make ice cream. Yeah. No. Definitely. <laughs> like that one place that charges too much for ice cream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so cryotherapy, sometimes known as cold therapy, is the local or general use of low temperatures in medical therapy. Maybe used to... Okay, that's not what I was looking for. So basically, yeah, it's using like extremely cold temperatures to uh, like treat tissue lesions or inflammation. But you basically okay. can sit in like... I guess you sit in this chamber with your head sticking out for like five minutes or something or something close. I don't know. I want to try it even though it's probably stupidly expensive and might not work who knows yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm down for some experimental shit um so okay one thing i really want to know is about um uh, your work on the mars project so or like the mars project in, in pasadena oh like what i'm gonna be the, doing the mars nasa yeah the jpl mars yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like would that what would, the, would that be a correct title what? I don't, like what is what is the title of that of what you're embarking on in Pasadena? Oh, I'm I'm working on uh, their field programmable gator rays. They're like basically um, they're chips you can you can program the logic on them. So like the, okay. the chip in your computer is basically made so it can do basically like anything. So uh-huh. it's basically general purpose. It's like good. It's like uh, they're like decent at doing a lot of different I things. I see. So you're specialized. Exactly. It's very very good at doing a single thing so that like their work is a because you the work that you're doing on you know your specific project which is part of kind of a bigger project it seems like oh yeah what 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 is that what are they hoping to accomplish in, oh like in the big picture i guess you could say because <laughs> you know you hear so much about you hear so much about like the new frontiers of space exploration right now right and uh I don't know. Like, just dumb it down for me. Okay. Because I don't really know too much. I hear I hear the buzz a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and some people that I know are way more knowledgeable about it. But give it to me in layman's terms. What what, what the hell's going on? Okay. So so specifically with what I'm working on, mine, mine has to do with, with basically computer chips. So computers. Okay. And, th- and they want to be able to use these computers for a bunch of different missions. Um some of them may be to places like Mars or the moon, or maybe even just here with uh, satellites and stuff. Uh, some of the stuff um, like uh, like weather satellites and stuff are actually very important um, stuff that people do, um, not necessarily at NASA, because like there's NASA and then, of course, like SpaceX is also very involved right now with space exploration. Um, and, you know, you can do a ton of GPS is huge with satellites and stuff. Um, so... You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of work being done as far as like satellite stuff here on Earth in space, 
you know, you got the International Space Station, people doing stuff up there in space. And, um, and, and then, of course, uh, there's, there's an idea of going back to the moon with um, the Artemis mission. And then I'm not familiar with that at all. What is that? So, I mean, I unfortunately, I don't know too much about it either, right. just because I'm not going to be working directly with it. But um, yeah, uh, if I quickly just look it up, it's just yeah. like it says is the name of NASA's program to return astronauts to the lunar surface. So they what, just would, and get... what would the purpose of that be just to be like, we're on the moon? I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, there's there's a lot of research that goes into like the formation of of like where we are today, like how the earth came to be. And you can actually learn a lot by t- by getting samples and stuff of of the lunar surface. Um, and I mean, it's still also just cool. I, I'm trying to think of what what no, else. I mean, I, yeah. tr- don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's sick as hell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like on the moon. Definitely. But um, yeah, no, it's just I never really I never really like. I mean, you put it into perspective very, very well there, but I never before that really understood why we ever went there or what yeah. the purpose was. Right. And there's also, they're, they're trying to just be able to expand the possibilities of space exploration. Um, so if you can actually start to have people there for longer periods of time, um, there's a lot more that can get done, right? It's not just a small mission, get there, get out. You can actually start to, to explore more. And I mean, you know, the loon, the, uh, the moon is like, it is, I, I think it's very interesting, but that's why there's also the idea of Mars. Mm-hmm. What are the possibilities of Mars? Could we actually send people to Mars? Could they stay to Mars? Could they come back? You know, is it, is it even just a viable place to, to be? And, you know, maybe in the span of a lifetime, there's, you know, there's still so much to go, but there's a lot that has already been done. And, you know, you never know how fast technology might progress. Oh, so yeah. who knows? I mean, the the exploration of our own solar system is crazy because there's just that we know. We know a lot about, but we definitely don't know everything about. Uh-huh. We've, we've only ever been to our moon and there's other planets you know yeah and that we that we just you know we've had things fly by which is really cool jpl worked on cassini which is a satellite that was basically going around taking pictures of saturn's uh rings which is really cool and you know we've sent stuff we have we literally have a a satellite going leaving our solar system at this point so so how many satellites are orbiting uh, roughly are orbiting earth right Oh, and then I just realized it's not necessarily a satellite. At that point, they call it, I forgot, a probe, a space probe. Because a, space not, probe, a satellite right. basically means it's orbiting something. I see. So I, I see. guess and technically an Earth is a satellite. So it, will, it should become a satellite once it, set, once it orbits Saturn's moon? Uh, Cassini? Cassini, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It would, but, it, but it the would probe turn going, from a probe to yeah. a space. But the one leaving the, so Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 are completely leaving the solar system at this point. I see. And, um, and... So they're very, very far away, but, um, sorry, could you remind me what the, what you were, I was, uh, I was asking how many, like if you knew roughly how many satellites were orbiting earth. Oh no, I don't, but it's a lot. Let, let me look that yeah, up. Go simple, for it. a simple Google search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsored by Google. actually. <laughs> uh, how many satellites? How do you spell? Okay. Oh, thank you. Suggestions. 3000. Yeah. 3,000 operational satellites currently in orbit around Earth. That is, how do they not crash into each other? 
that is a whole thing um that people study and work on i mean there you have to every satellite oh. has to get approved i was actually <laughs> well yeah <laughs> like but get approved but how does it not get well, crashed so what they're doing is that well first of all they're at different levels of orbit so there's ones okay. that are like geosynchronous so basically they are uh they're far enough away that the speed of their orbit so I guess I should probably I should probably clarify that the the speed at which you go around the Earth um, is dependent on how far away you are from it. Uh-huh. So, uh, the closer you are to it, the faster you'll go around, and um, and so basically, what you can stagger the distances that different satellites are. So they're uh-huh. at different levels, you know, from the Earth, and um, and so they also have. You know, some satellites are equipped with boosters and stuff, so they can actually change and adjust for for their orbit. Um, and well, and the thing is, like, technically, you you do lose orbital energy over time, so you're you're destined to fall right back into the Earth at some point. I see. And luckily, like we were talking about, stuff flying into in, in at super high speeds, both on Mars and on Earth. You know, that stuff burns right up in the in the atmosphere. And to an extent, if you weren't wearing the proper equipment, so would you <laughs> coming back in. But yeah. uh, but how don't they crash? Yeah, they basically they can stagger them. Also, that's actually a big thing now because there's so many that are starting to go up there. And, you know, places like SpaceX and stuff want to do full on Wi-Fi networks out there where you basically can can get Internet access from any point on the Earth just from a ton of satellites. That, I see. I see. Kind of you know, like a. I don't know, kind of like a, a shitty city's Wi-Fi, but for the entire Earth. Before the entire. Remember when Earth. the city of Escondido had their like free Wi-Fi? Yeah. That never worked. No, no, that was that was not good. But this one, supposedly, <laughs> but this one would work. They want to they want to rival what what basic internet is like today. I see. Well, that would change the world because it right. give. I mean, the the you know the most most communities have internet access, but there's definitely communities that do not. Yeah. And I mean, if it, if if it completely covered the entire globe entire globe who knows what would come from that oh yeah no definitely and like yeah the the it's crazy the fact that there's just um there's there's a lot more that people are looking to do as far as with just satellites like just that stuff right next to the earth but then of course like people i'm sure there's definitely engineers at nasa that are thinking maybe even way longer term like maybe exploring the solar system or way 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 past it you know Mm. like the the closest star to us is four light years away so going at the speed of light it would take four years for us to get to the nearest uh the nearest star like that that would be that would be hundreds of thousands of years for us going at an at a normal rocket speed which we already talked about is way faster than than anything else um we've made um so like way faster than like for example a bullet or anything like that like it's just blazing fast and even then it would take hundreds of thousands of years to get there and that's just our closest neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the stars within within our galaxy. We could legit leave our galaxy, and that would be that would be just then to get to the next one, um, even farther and farther. You know, now you're talking about thousands of light years, millions of light years, and the crazy it's like thing an is, unfathomable yeah. amount of time. I can't even speak right now. And it's just <laughs> you're it's, bewildering me. <laughs> It's just crazy because you can see this stuff. Like you look up into the night sky. We we live here in Valley Center, right? And like yeah, it's and you can you can actually see the stars. Here. Exactly right. There's like and that's the cool thing, right? You, you you don't have that light pollution as much, so you can actually see all that that's really out there, and 
Um, and then when scientists study this stuff, they're like, yeah, that star, I don't know, it's like millions of light years away. Well, like the fact that we're even looking up at something that's millions of light years away, meaning the light there took that long to get to us, yeah. right? We're looking millions of years in the past. Uh-huh. So it's basically like, um, looking into a time portal, right? Like you're looking back at to what was there and then it's kind of nuts cause we can see what was once there, but we can never get there. Uh-huh. And, and there's even stuff that's so far away that light can't even has, can't even get mm-hmm. to us because, you know, people who are into space and stuff like the talk about how the space is always expanding. And yeah. Stuff. I was going to say it doesn't even exist at exactly. that point. Yeah. That's so, insane. Yeah, like it's space is expanding so fast that light will never get to us. So there's a there's a point where we we don't even know what's out there, and yet we're still trying to figure out stuff here on Earth. Yeah, we don't even <laughs> we don't even know what's in our ocean, yeah, bro. Exactly. Like we don't even we barely even know what's like what happened. I don't even know what the percentage is, but we don't know all these species that are on the Earth, and there's so much even more. I'm not even talking species, but like mm-hmm. we, there's so much more just astrologically out there that we've never discovered. Right. Is that astrologically the right? Well, word? no. Astrologically is like, like Ast- astronomically. Yeah. Astronomically, yeah. fuck. <laughs> I'm just proving time and time again how much of a dumbass I am. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, this this stuff gets really complicated. No, it does. It does. But it's it's it's. I don't know. Like hearing hearing you describe it, like kind of step by step, like mm-hmm. even even just the uh, the expansion of space. Right. Is that a theory? I don't even know how. If it, if no, it's no, a theory, it's, it, it's it is expanding. Or, um, it, I mean, most people in scientific communities would agree that space is expanding, and there are things that are expanding so far away from us that we will never be able to to interact with. Yeah, well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I never really fully like. I mean, I never really got a grasp on that until actually this point. You kind of explained <laughs> it very well. Yeah. So props to you on that, but it's that. It, I don't know, man, whatever you do always continues to just like, like take me back as, as impressive, interesting, and just overall, uh, just a very, uh, I don't know, man, you're on a great path. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, to hopefully helping out with a lot of this stuff. I, I don't know necessarily where we'll end up after, after college and all that stuff, but who knows? Maybe I'll help out with with some of the stuff that um, we're trying to learn about the world we live in. Uh, I mean, not not just the world, but just the universe we live in. How quasars and black holes and how nebulas form and all that stuff is just so gnarly. Like quasars. Yeah. What the hell is that? Dude, there's there's so much there's so much cool yeah. stuff. Um. <laughs> yeah uh we'll have you on for another episode where you'll 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 talk about quasars yeah the entire time yeah yeah quasars are basically just like these these like um they're they basically just emit a ton of radiation and stuff um so basically they they come from supermassive black holes supermassive black holes i don't know it, it might take a while to explain how supermassive black holes and stuff work, but basically at the set, something keeps our galaxy together and we think it's something very massive that allows our galaxy to stay intact. And that's what a supermassive black hole is. Damn. And there's tons of like, there's, we don't even know how they form. There's, like I said, there's just too much to learn and it's, and it's cool to have the chance to be a part of that someday. 
Dude, well, you are you are on a very unique, very cool path, man. Thank you. Keep Appreciate it up, it. and uh, yeah, you're you're one of the coolest, one of the most real friends I've ever had, and it's uh, probably not going to change. As as long as I can help, it, no, man. for sure, yeah, no. I uh, I really appreciate you doing this and talking to you is always a pleasure. And we're fucking, we're we're just gonna hang out and we got all summer, man. Yeah, no, Wait, you're you, right. are you moving to Pasadena? Um, I should be able to do most of the work remote. If for any reason they need me up there, it's not that. Bad. Okay, so you're gonna be here. Yeah, good. I should okay, dude, here, yeah. perfect. Just rolled into t- he just rolled into town. I just rolled into town. <laughs> it's gonna be summer. Finally going back to the beach. Have you hit the beach? Well, you were in Cancun, so of course you hit the beach. I did yesterday. You, I got I got back I got back two oh, days ago, you, and yesterday oh, I stopped okay. by the beach. Yeah. Dang, dude. So already. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's summer, ladies and gentlemen. But once again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it was I, th- this whole transition into just uh, I don't know me kind of taking the reins on the podcast has been interesting, but i'm i don't know man i'm really excited for it i i absolutely loved this first podcast and uh i'm very excited for what's going to continue to come on i have some great guests lined up um i'm hoping to do some solo podcasts if i can really pull it off and be creative enough right right but uh yeah we're we're all kind of in this together but please continue to share Uh, that really really helps me out because i don't know how to promote for my life (laughs) (laughs) if you have any inquiries or comments uh, orangehousepodcast at gmail.com we'll take any messages we love hearing from you guys as well as you can DM us or follow us on Instagram at orangehousepod and we will see you next week thank you very much for listening <laughs>